I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. self-defense murder of a psychopathic killer. Boy, they've given him every therapy they can think of. It's wonder his mind isn't fried with all the drugs they've given him. The mindless, murderous fury that was buried with Jason has been reborn. Pete! And suddenly, terror has become child's play. Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. Episode 229 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my new friend over here, the lovely and talented actress, Melanie Kinneman. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, one of several um, Friday the 13th alumni that I've had on the show, which is always cool for me because I grew up watching you and the entire franchise. So before I kind of get into anything, I do want to say, um, well, we kind of touched on it with this whole weird Zoom stuff, but if you would have told me in 1985 that in 2021, I would be having a conversation with Pam Roberts from Friday <laughs> the 13th, I would have thought you were crazy. Um, so this is like... Here we are. And here we are, which is very cool. So... I appreciate your time and yes. Well, I appreciate you asking me. So. Absolutely. Why, why not? I grew up watching you. I do a lot of bands and musicians and stuff like that, but then it kind of takes on a life of its own. And I kind of just speak to whoever I, who I want to speak to, who's willing to talk to me. And I bet that's a lot of people willing to talk to you. Um, I don't know if they realize it or not. Some people don't read my messages, <laughs> you know, depending on who it is. You know, some people have 9 million followers that I harass, but they never read anything. So, wow. Yeah, it's all right. How are you? What's going on? Where are you? I'm in Los Angeles. This is home base. Mm -hmm. I miss New York with a passion. I can't wait to go back and visit. My heart is in New York. But for me, work is out here. I seem to get more uh, business work, theatrical work, whatever you want to call it, in L.A. Yeah. Um, I worked a lot in New York, but it's, it, it changed in the 80s, so I came to L.A. And, okay. uh, you know, and, and I did a lot of stuff in L.A. So it was a good move, but I really needed to push to do it because I never wanted to leave New York City. And were you born and raised in New York? I was. My sister and brother were. 
they moved to Massachusetts. So I'm the only one that's a Massachusetts native. Uh-huh. My father's a native New Yorker. And so I grew up in a suburb in a small town, Holyoke, outside of Springfield, Mass. Okay. Not far from Amherst. And um, when I when I got old enough, I would travel to New York all the time and gotcha. audition and do things like that. But I vowed the second I graduated from high school, I was moving to New York City, which I did. Nice. And where, 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 did you, where in, in New York did your dad live? In Manhattan or in Brooklyn? No, my father was from Queens, Forest Hills. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And um, I have friends that live on Henry Street in Brooklyn, so I love to go visit them. I, I love Brooklyn. It's yeah. It's homey, you know? Yeah, and, of course. And the, food, the food is ridiculous. So. Yeah, there's, um, there's definitely... I, I'm also very biased because I'm born and raised here. You know, I've never um, met a born and raised Brooklynite ever. Well, well you're talking to one right now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I was born in Brooklyn in a hospital in downtown state medical center in Brooklyn. Wow. I live in Brooklyn. I mean, I haven't lived here my entire life. I was in the service. I, I moved around. I lived in Jersey for a little while, but I'm, 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 I'm in Bay Ridge right now. I'm, wow. Good yes, for you. Something always brings me back something whatever whatever it might be and i'm 45 and i remember brooklyn a specific way like in a, in a nostalgic way good old days sure yeah. and and those days are gone and the the, the people have changed yes. neighborhoods have changed but yeah. there is a certain thing i'm not even sure how to put my finger on it exactly but there's a certain thing to us natives that it will never go away. Right. You right. know, um, I was all over the place today. As a matter of fact, I was, I was all over downtown lower Manhattan and stuff. And you know, it's, I still love just, I could go, I could jump on a train and just have absolutely no destination or no plan. And I could just walk around downtown Manhattan and fill my day up with a hundred things to do. And never get bored. Never get bored. By myself, I just throw in my little earphones and I just go and just the people and it's just always so busy and... City. Just yeah. everything you see in the city. I never got bored. I walked so much. I would forget how far I'd walked. It was miles and miles and miles. Oh, sure. So, you know, so thrilled with the, the sights and I mean... Every day I'd go to my dance class, voice class, and I'd walk everywhere. Sure. It was yeah. the center, you know, but uh, I miss that. There's no walking in L.A. No, there's uh, not. I have to create it. I have to go someplace. <laughs> right. There's no walking in L.A. It's yeah. all car. It's all getting in the car and going. Yeah. See, there's something uh, like there was. Um, I do this thing. It's kind of like a, a side hobby thing. I find like film locations and famous spots from like whether it's a movie or like a true crime spot or a famous picture was taken, whatever. So I go and I, and I go and I scout these places out and I find these spots. And before I started my current job, this is a couple of years back, I jumped on a train and I went up to 125th street all the way up in Harlem. And Mm -hmm. I had a list of spots that I wanted to go and try to find. And I walked all the way from 125th street all the way down. And I got on the train all the way down at West Fork. Wow. And, yeah. and that's not even just a straight, I'm going yeah. up and through blocks, through Central Park. I yeah. just have my phone charger. I'll stop, I'll grab something to eat, charge my phone a little bit and just go. What a great day. It's an awesome day. I had like a great time by myself. Yeah. Don't need nobody to do well, anything like that's that. The great thing about it, you can be all alone. Sure. When are you, when are you coming back over here? When there's things lighten up with COVID and uh, I'd like to come home and see friends and hang out. And also I'd like to do a couple conventions there because I haven't since COVID, you know, right. I did some in Jersey, I did some in New York. So I'd like to do that again, obviously in 2022, because we're getting close to the end of the year now. Sure. Yeah. Well, this is convention season. Um, yeah. This, I mean, we're on podcast time. This isn't going to come out for, for a couple of weeks, but. Right. Um, October is this- a big month. Yeah, and this and this coming weekend, which is my birthday weekend, there's um, the New Jersey Horror Con, and 
I went to one a couple of weeks back. It was the, the PA horror con. I go to a lot of them on the, on obviously in Jersey. Sure. They're close. Yeah. yeah. I did chiller in New Jersey. I had a great time there. When did you do that? Cause I, cause, cause I don't know why I haven't met you in person yet. That's ridiculous. Chiller was four years ago. Really? Four years ago. Not five years max, but I think it was four. No, it was, tw- no, I'm wrong. It's 2013. So it's been a while. Time flies. It was okay. 2013 that I did it. Because okay. I remember, because after I finished that, I went right to London to do a Horicon there. Mm. So that well, was a thrill. I have a picture because I met Shaval Ross. Yes. And, and there's a picture and it's the both of you on it. And I kind of have like a little bit of OCD. So I need to get that picture signed by you or else it's not complete. <laughs> so you need to get over here soon so I can actually meet you in person. Maybe do Monster Mania or something in the spring. That would be awesome. Yeah, Monster Mania is always a great convention. Always. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've done a few. Yeah. yeah, even the New Jersey horror cons are really good. He's been doing a really good job. I should look into that because I have never done it. And I see everybody I know is doing it. Yes. It's huge, huge, isn't it? It's big. He started off, um, he started off small in a small little hotel in Edison, New Jersey, I think it was. And then after, I think it was four conventions, two years. Yeah. Then he he got, he got big and he decided to move it to the showboat in Atlantic City. Right. That's huge. And it's really big. And it's, it's, it's always such a good time. He always has, um, on Saturday nights, there's like this place in the hotel. It's kind of like an Applebee's type place, but he does like this whole karaoke thing. And, you know, obviously you don't have to participate, but a lot of times it's after the convention is over, you have a whole bunch of, of the celebrities and people and we all hang out. And it's always a fun time. It's it's pretty funny when you look around the room and just the very eclectic Sure. People that are there, it's like there's like a washed up WWF wrestler, but then there's Michael Myers is over here and this guy. It's just, it's very funny and a lot of fun. He does a really good job. I'll check it out. Yeah, I would love to meet you in person. Say hello. The podcast guy from Brooklyn. I'll remember you. I'll remember you. It's a very easy name. Yes. Yeah. Too bad there's no relation, right? Exactly. Uh, maybe there is. Maybe, maybe I could like, go online or whatever and I could find like some long lost uncle who like left me like millions. I'd look into it. I should, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what have I got to lose? A couple minutes of time. Nothing. 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 Nothing at all. Oh, man. So, so how did you get your start? Uh, even though it's a silly, silly, silly question, but I mean, you know, like... You mean in show business or? Yeah, show business, like, like, you know, before, like, what, what got your foot in the door into wanting to be an actress? Uh, you know, I always wanted to be. My mother was an actress in New York City before she obviously had me and moved to back to Massachusetts. And I started very young as a, as a dancer. My mother started taking me to dance because I have an older sister who was a great dancer. So I started dancing at four years old and I just happened to be good at it. and that. I continued it for the rest of my life so far. And that propelled me into going and auditioning for shows in New York. And I started getting the shows in New Haven, you know, outside of New York. Yeah. And then eventually when I moved there, I got work in New York right away and started doing commercials. I did this big uh, campaign for Dr. Pepper during the days when it was singing and dancing and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was uh, actually my foot in the door. Was that before, was the Dr. Pepper campaign before or after you did the Atari commercial? That was before, I, Dr. Pepper, believe it or not, was in the mid-70s. After okay. that, after that ran for a while, you can't have a conference, you can't do another soft drink. Then I got Coca-Cola, nice. and I did that with Ashford and Simpson. Exactly. So I thank back up for them. So that was fun. But then I started getting a series of commercials. and that got me more attention and I was able to get in auditions that I couldn't get in before. I always want to be an actress to make a long story short, the singing and dancing parlayed opened the door for me to do what I really wanted to do. Okay. Which was that. Nice. Yeah. You did, um, 
a stovetop. I want to do a stovetop stuffing commercial. Yeah, nobody wants to do that, but it was a lot of money. I do. <laughs> do you? <laughs> Why not? I like some stuffing. All right. <laughs> so I did that. I, I, you know, I've forgotten. I did uh, deodorant commercials, but they were always very interesting. It wasn't just me talking about deodorant. They were always musical for some, well, because I could sing probably, but I always got the singing ones. And with the, the arid extra dry, I was singing and dancing with a, a rooster. And oh. the premise was we were both flapping our wind. It was silly, but uh, it sold a lot of deodorant stuff. But that's good. Silly is good. You can't take yeah, yourself sorry. so serious all the time. Yeah. So I got to do a lot of that stuff, a lot of dancing commercials, and it opened the door. Nice. Well, you were also, now I don't know the timeline, obviously, exactly, but you were on an episode of SNL, correct? Yes. And the Stones were the musical guests. No shit. Stones. I got to see the Stones. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. 1970, I should remember, nine, I think. Okay. I was they remember I you probably don't remember when they did uh Battle of the Network Stars. I, you, I I'm familiar with it, but I can't it like It was a big thing. Sure. If you're over the age of 50. We grew up with those. It was a big thing and every TV star did this thing and you had to do uh sports uh competitions and stuff against other stars. So they did a spoof for Saturday Night Live. Nice. And I played Cheryl Ladd, and uh, Belushi was Charlie, and wow. Gilda Radner was not in it, but everybody else was in it. And they were just playing different kinds of TV stars. Someone played Charo, and it was very silly, but of it was course. a lot of fun. It was a lot nice. of fun. And we got to rehearse all week. Usually really? Do it. Yeah, we got to rehearse all week. And I didn't know at the time that when Saturday night, it was going to be the Stones. I found that out on Friday. Wow. That's yeah. like... Yeah. Talk about their prime. Like that's, that's amazing. I, get, I find I get to do Saturday Night Live once, which is a big deal. Sure. And, and it's the Stones. It's the Stones, and you're like you're rubbing elbows with Belushi, and yeah. it's like was was Dan Aykroyd there at the time? Yeah, it was all before everyone died or or ret- or left the show because a lot of people left the show. Yeah. Um, or died. So sure. yeah, it was it was the heyday. I think it wow. was the tail end of everyone. I think um, Chevy Chase left. So slowly everybody was leaving one at a time. Yeah. Belushi left pretty quick. I think he might have left right after that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. What a cool story, though, man. What an awesome experience. And just like luck of the draw, too, you know? Yeah. Luck of the draw that the episode I did was the Rolling Freaking Stones. That's awesome. Yeah. And their drummer just recently passed away. And the party, the after party was great. Yeah. Unbelievable. Things you, things you can't talk about, nefarious activities? Some things I can't, but uh, <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher at the time was dating um, uh, Bill, um, what's his name? Murray? Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. So they were kind of fooling around in the corner there. and It was, <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it was the 70s, early, you know, late That's 70s. Everybody, everybody came to hang out. I mean, uh, stars that had nothing to do with the show would come to the after party on Saturday night. It was wild. It was really wild. Nice. Needless to say, there was a lot of stuff going on. Huh. How was your experience on General Hospital? That was my first job in L.A. So I first got here, I'd say I might have been here a month. It was a very... Interesting, because again, I hadn't done soaps in LA. This is uh, pre-Luke and Laura, right? This is this is right in the middle of Luke and Laura. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I I never I, I never really actually sat down to watch it, but I have an older sister that was wrapped up in that whole Luke and Laura thing. So I know I about it from default by default. Yeah, I wasn't. I had to find out, you know. Um so it was right in the middle of all that. They were That's married. Huge. They were involved in this espionage. And <laughs> I was working for uh, the Cassadines who were involved in a drug deal in Bogota. So, you know, I was, so playing, crazy. I was playing a spy. I was on a ship. 
I died in a deep freeze. They stuck me in a freezer and called me the human popsicle. So nice. that was crazy. T- <laughs> can't write this stuff. No, you can't. That's it's awesome. I love these little behind the scenes silly stories. It's great. Yeah. So that was interesting. I was supposed to be on for, I think I was signed for six weeks, but they kept me on for five months. So that was good. And they killed me off. All right. Well, when Rick Springfield was coming on as a new doctor. Yeah. I get killed off to make room for Rick Springfield. Nice. (laughs) I'm sure that wasn't the reason, but. No, but hey, listen, it makes a good story. Yeah. Now, how about Cheers? One of my favorite shows ever. Cheers was a thrill. The part got cut down to very little, but you know what? I didn't care because I was so glad to get the role. It was a series of auditions. I met Woody Harrelson and everybody. And then when I get there, the great thing about this is they treat it like a, a live show, like a Broadway show. So you rehearse all week, Monday through Friday, all day. Then they tape it Friday night in front of a live audience. So you're hanging, you're there, you become family very quickly, and you're hanging there all week. So because of time constraints and stuff and commercial space, they had to keep cutting down the parts. So my part ended up with like one one or two lines, but I didn't care. I was there all week. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I worked with, with all of them. It was a thrill. Yeah. Great group of people, great actors. Nice. And they treated like family. Everybody except Ted Danson. He was rude. Was he? Yeah. And I thought he'd be the nice one. Everybody else was super cool. And Woody Harrelson was crazy as a loon. I hear that he's crazy, but I hear he's also very awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That stinks. You know, know, uh, thank God. I mean, obviously I'm not an actor or anything like that, but... As far as conventions and meeting actors and actresses and stuff like that, I've never had, well, I'm not going to say, I never had a bad experience ever. Like everyone has been super cool. And I'm not just saying because you're on right now, but every Friday the 13th person has been awesome. Every one of them. Because What's that? Because we got nothing to lose, baby. There you go. But you know what? It's like everyone's been super cool except for one person. And I, but it wasn't a Friday the 13th person. Ah, I bet she was a Nightmare on Elm Street person. She wasn't. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, it is a female, though. It always is. It, <laughs> it was a female, and I tried three times. I really tried. Three times, three different conventions oh. to wait on her huge line oh. and give her my money. Oh. I won't give her five dollars on principle, and she's iconic. Wow. Yep. I think you know who it is, but okay. I'll give you one hint. Yeah. She does a lot of things with dogs. Oh, yeah. Okay. I get it. Have you heard stories? Yes, I traveled with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had to fly with her. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not wrong, right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let me get that out of the way now. Um, yeah, but everyone has been awesome. That's things that Ted Danson was was a rude yeah, ass. But, fine, but yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? Nothing. Now you you did mention <clears throat> that um your part in Cheers was cut down. Now, I will bring it up because I feel like I have to, but I think it's terrible that your parts were cut out of best of the best. I think it's terrible too. It's, I just, I, a couple weeks ago, I just met Eric Roberts. Yes. Super, super, super nice, cool guy. Right. Super cool. I got a best of the best picture from him song. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that you were in, and I've seen that movie a million times. I'm like. And I'm in the credits. Thank God. Because people would would not believe that I was in it, but I'm in the credits. I know. It's like, why are they cutting you out? And before you even answer that, 
I think, and this is just me over here speaking, you should have at least swapped out with Sally Kirkland. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. My well, opinion. She, she was a big star in the past, and she had some credibility. And also, she's friends with Eric and the gang. Mm-hmm. So without me getting into the story, there is a lot there. There is always a lot of politics in any business, but especially in show business. Sure. And I can only imagine. Especially in movie making. Now, I didn't know any of that because I was naive and I just went in and did the job. Right. Uh, they put me through 15 odd. Let me just tell you that this part was not nothing. They put me through 15 auditions for this part. It wasn't a huge part. It was a nice little thing that would have been great for me. I was thrilled when I got it. Like I said, they put me through months. And when I got it, I was thrilled because I said, I'm going to have scenes with Eric Roberts and I will have film of this. Sure. And I was thrilled. And so I did not find out until I went to the cast and crew screening that they invite us to. And no one bothered to tell me. And I brought my agent and I was all excited. We were sitting in the big auditorium and it started to roll. And my agent says, you're coming up soon. I said, yeah, my scene is right now. And it wasn't there. Oh. And I said, there, but that's, there's another one. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's okay. There's another one. And he said, let me know. We're watching. I said, okay, it's coming up. It's coming up in a minute. It wasn't there. Oh, why didn't they tell you? That's like some underhanded nonsense. Right. You tell me. I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, but that's I don't have an sucks. answer. I don't have an answer because when I did it, everybody was nice. Eric and I became very close, wink, wink. And so I don't know. I was shocked. Yes, it would have been nice to get a phone call. Yeah, so a heads, heads up. up. Heads up. I wouldn't have been thrilled, but I would have been okay because I wouldn't have been shocked. Here I am, I'm bringing an entourage. And right. they're all looking at me like, where the hell are you? Thank God I'm in the credits. Right. Because it would have looked like I made this whole thing up. Right. God, man. The only thing that would have known is my agent because he sent me on the callback. So my agent knew I was in it. But right. I'm not in it, am I? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> but it's funny. People bring best of the best posters for me to sign. And I sign them anyway. Of course. Why not? Yeah. Kind of silly, but I sign them. Yeah, why not? Stick it to them. Listen, I'm in the credits. I I could sign this. Right. Why not? Right. But it was a it was a great experience. Beside that, yeah, it was great working with the people that I worked with. Chris Penn. I was just going to say Chris Penn. That's right. Chris Penn, God rest his soul, and uh, Eric. Those were my scenes. I know. I heard that Kane Hodder was on the set and working. He was one of the guys. I never met Kane on the shoot. Kane Hodder was was on the set of Best of the Best? Yeah, he had some part in the fight scenes or something. Yeah, he's in a barroom scene, I heard. It was All Kane, right. Chris Penn, a bunch of guys, but I didn't meet him. Okay, yeah, I know the scene, so now I'm going to have the next time I watch and I have to look yeah, at Kane. I didn't work that day or those days, yeah. Oh, man. So that's that story. There's that story. Now talk to me about Thunder Alley, star. Uh, that was also a series of a lot of auditions. I was thrilled to get that part. Um, it was not really cut down. It, it, a few things were taken out, but what it was in the script that really got me was I get to play a heroin addict. Right. And, and that How was fun. Was that, that? was that different? It was a lot of fun. It was different. I would, they gave me kind of free reign in the beginning to do stuff with it. Um, and then it changed once I got on set with the director. He kind of changed things and stuff. So it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. But it was still, it was a great experience. And I got, I made great friends on that set. So. Nice. All right. I think it's a slept on movie and more people should be aware of it. It's an okay movie. It's a canon film, you know. I like canon films. I like, I like, I love canon movies. There are a lot of great canon movies. I, I do think that the music was good for the time. Yeah. I do think some of the acting was really good on the, uh, you know, um, yeah. the story was 
was corny to me, but that's the eighties. It's the of course it's the eighties. I love eighties cheesiness and canon films. I'm the furthest thing from a movie snob. Like yeah. I I appreciate like, and I'm not saying this is Thunder Alley, but I appreciate bad movies sometimes. And I'm not saying anything about yours. I'm just saying in general, like some of those canon movies are terrible. But I'll sit and watch them and enjoy them. They churned those out, boy. They made more films. Boom, boom, boom. They churned them out. Yes. And they made a fortune. And they paid us very little. Let me tell you, the actors didn't get a lot of money. Really? uh, They made a fortune. There's a a documentary. I don't know. The name escapes me right now. But there's a documentary about canon films. And it's... It's fascinating. It's so batshit crazy. I have to find find that documentary. Yeah, I'm sure you could get it on, like, Prime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know the title, but I'll look it up. Now, you know what? Let me just, because I want to talk about Friday the 13th, obviously. I know you're probably like, oh, more Friday the 13th stuff. But um, you mind if I just, it's fine. Talk to me. Why else would anyone talk to me? I wanted to talk to you. Why I wanted to know, and I want I have a bone to pick with the people that cut you out of best of the best. That's yeah. why I wanted to talk to you also. Yeah, that's upsetting. It's I, I'm get I'm over it now, but I'll tell you, even 10 years ago, that was a that was an open sore. That was I'm downplaying how dramatic it was. I'm not getting details. There are details behind the scenes. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm downplaying how awful it was. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine, but I, I could only imagine that, like you said, you're, you're, you're these people, you know, Eric Roberts and this big movie and all this stuff, and they put you through torture in order to get the, the, the role and then this whole big thing and then this whole to do and you go to this premiere it's like oh. it's 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 that's it's torture. yeah it's, 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 it's a feeling because i worked so hard on this yeah you have anticipation you have expectations like I you said i had expectations you have you had film with you and eric roberts Definitely. eric roberts for christ's sake you know what i mean who, so who at the time and years before was one of my favorite actors yeah so it was a thrill for me. Sure. He was one of my favorite actors. Yeah. yeah he's a very, a great talented, actor. very talented guy. Super talented. And like I said before, super nice guy too. Like he was so personable with everybody last weekend. Very personable. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, do you mind if I shout out my sponsors real quick, Melanie? Oh, do. Do your work. <laughs> are, are you a coffee girl? No, I wish. I don't like coffee. I hate the smell of it. I hate the taste of it. And oh. coffee ice cream. Can you believe it? I don't like anything coffee. I don't like mocha. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Something's the wrong. Only person, only person in my family hates coffee. Okay. Do you like tea? Yes, dear. Okay. <laughs> yes, dear. Okay. Well, one of the sponsors on the podcast is a, is a company called Dead Sled Coffee, but they what? also have tea. Hot, cold, okay. green tea, fancy tea, all that stuff, right? Okay. Um, so if you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you put in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you will get 20% off of your order. And any order over $60 is free domestic shipping. I'm in. All right. But what's really cool about these people, Melanie, is they're not like this foo-foo, nose-in-the-air coffee people. They do really cool stuff. Like they have officially licensed deals with like musicians and a lot of horror actors. They have one called. I don't know what it's called, but it's a Kane Hodder blend. They have a Robert Englund blend. They just came out with Rob Zombie. They have Kiss, the band Kiss. Cypress Hill. um, Elvira. They have a whole bunch of these really cool things that they do. And I was drinking their coffee even before the podcast was even a thought. So it's not like I'm just saying it because they're a sponsor. But um, yeah, they're awesome. Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram and deadsledcoffee.com. Okay. Um, 
Second one, this one's a little bit local, but it's a New York City thing, so you might appreciate it. Generation Records. They've been around since 1992. They're like the last record store on the block. Uh. Yes. Vinyl, books, the whole downstairs is band t-shirts, posters, everything. Fantastic. Yes. And they are located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village of New York City. Mm -hmm. And you follow them on Instagram at Generation Records, people. And if you cannot make it to the brick and mortar spot, once again, it's 210 Thompson Street in the West Village, then you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you can order stuff from there online. But they survived COVID and they're open. And I'm glad to see a, sm a record store of all things make it. Mm -hmm. And they're doing well. So thanks for being a sponsor. And last but not least is New Republic Printing for screen printing, embroidery, stickers, and vinyl and, and buttons. You go to newrepublicprinting.net. Um, what's cool about them is there's no screen fees, there's no setup fees, and if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it is free UPS ground shipping. So for instance, if you create a thousand Melanie Kinnaman should have been in best of the best t-shirts and you have a hundred boxes delivered to a store or your job, it doesn't cost you a dime. Great. Yeah. So follow them also at New Republic Printing on Instagram. So New Republic Printing, Generation Records, and Dead Sled Coffee. Thanks for being a sponsor. And thanks for going and thanks for sitting through that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Friday the 13th, Melanie. All right, here we go. Here we go. When you went in for an audition, did you or did you not know that it was going to be a Friday the 13th movie? Because I know they were very secretive back then. I knew. You knew? Yeah. What was the name of the movie that they told you you were applying for? Repetition. Repetition. That's right. You see, I should actually, I did know that because I, I've watched Crystal Lake Memories ad nauseum. Okay. I'm, yeah. surpri I'm surprised you're not wearing your pink sweater. I should be wearing my pink sweater, but it's so hot in LA right now. It's New York City kind of hot. Mm -hmm. Do you still have that pink sweater? Yes. You really do? I do. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm such, a, I'm such a Friday 13th nerd that I think that's like such an awesome thing. I don't I, know. I don't have the chainsaw. You don't have the chainsaw, but you have the sweater I that have magically chainsaw. appears and disappears and appears yeah. and disappears. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> oh, Geniuses. What's that? Geniuses. Oh, yeah. It's just so whoever was in that editing room. Oh, genius. Yes. You love that whole scene and that sweater. Stop lying. Yeah. So now, obviously, you knew you were going into a, a sequel to the movie. Were you a fan at all of the movies before that or no? no? That's why when they told me it was a Friday the 13th, it really didn't mean much to me. I had never seen one. So when I got cast, because they cast me pretty much right away, I ran to see part four so that I would know what's going, you know, what I'm getting into. I, at least it gave me a backstory. Right. About Tommy and all that stuff. I mean, there was no story. I had made my own story. It filled my own backstory about Pam Roberts, but, uh, I got to figure out, I got to see the Tommy history. Right. So it was, in, that part was interesting and I got to see who Jason was and all that stuff. So when I was shooting a part five, I thought it was Jason. So right. when people give me a hard time and say, well, you didn't fight Jason. There was no Jason. Uh, I say it was Jason to me. It was Jason. To me. It wasn't, it was, it was imposter Jason, but it was Jason. He, he, he wanted to kill you for a reason. Somebody he, wanted to kill me. And as far as I was concerned, it was Jason. So correct. I needed to know. Yeah. So those people don't know what they're talking about and, and, and they should keep their opinions to themselves. Now well, there are a lot of haters out there. And so, yeah. they're, so they're so into the films. Right. The that I kind of understand 
But when I first started doing conventions, I was hit with a lot of hate and I didn't really understand it. And I finally said, look at people, it's just a movie. Yeah, at the end of the day, you gotta relax yourself. Settle down. Calm down, I didn't write it, I just showed up. Right, yeah, Yeah, people get, see, like, I'm I'm able to separate things like a normal functioning human being, you know what I mean? It's a movie. It's silly at the end of the day. It's ridiculous at the end of the day. But there's things that absolutely bother me. Not necessarily because five is in and of itself. Like, but everything else, like before and after, timeline, there's a, there's a lot of things that I can make myself crazy over, but it's a movie. So it's right. like, what are you doing? You know? Down and enjoy it. Yeah, sit down and enjoy it. How was how was Cheval Ross? Because he was kind of big at that time because he was Dudley on different shows. Yeah, he was great to work with. I worked a lot with him, as you can see. So yeah. we, be- we became friends in later years, which is funny. On the set, he was a kid. Sure. And, uh, but he's very professional. I enjoyed working with him. He was always on time, knew his lines. He was right there. It w- he was very easy. I, I-, I appreciate that because not everybody is. On this film, they were. But I work with people that aren't, you know. Um, And in later life, we've become good friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Shout out to Siobhan Ross, also known as Reggie the Reckless. Reggie the Reckless. Um, How was Tom, because Tom Morgan was the stuntman, correct? We are. Yeah, he was, well, he was, he was also, he played Michael Myers in part four. He, he's done a lot of stuff. That guy. I met him too. He's a super nice guy at a convention too. Yes. Great how, was, how was he? He was also extremely professional, very quiet, very well, because he was portraying Jason. Sure. He had no interaction whatsoever. We were, uh, he was my nemesis, you know. Of course. So, uh, and then he kept it that way. Yeah. It was very scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, there's like um, in Crystal Lake Memories, Ted White, who played Jason in the final chapter, said the same thing. He's like, I'm not going to go yuck it up with all the teenagers. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, action. It's like, I was just hanging out with them. Like, they're not scared. So he always kept a way to create that. Yeah, he did. Tom did that. The only time he talked to me was in the chainsaw scene when we were working it out with this stunt coordinator, uh, Dick Warlock. And we we rehearsed everything over and over because Dick said, I don't want you hurting my guy here. And Tom Morgan did look at me and say, don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> because through, I had through the mask. Well, yeah. No, we lifted it up. And so I got to see his face. It was um, the chainsaw was real and it was on. It was really working. So they were afraid with the with the blocking that we did that I might slip or throw it and hit him. So right. they worked everything out. You were on a seasoned veteran when it comes to working with the chainsaw, Melanie? No. I'm so shocked far. at that. But now, though. Yeah? Yeah. Really? better over time. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. I can't picture you going outside your house with a chainsaw. I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm just warning people in case they want to attack me. I got a chainsaw. There you go. As you should. Everyone should have a chainsaw. <laughs> That's fucking, that's great. Um, so now, when the movie comes out, obviously, that was that like a big, it had to have been kind of like a big premiere. I mean, it is a Friday the 13th movie. Huge, huge premiere for it. Uh, my mother flew out from New York to LA and my family came and it was packed with people and some of the cast came and it was a big red carpet thing, yeah. Nice. And, uh, the audience was screaming from this time they sat down. It was, it was my first experience with seeing a Friday the 13th or any horror film with a live audience that hysterical. Wow. Yeah, and I was in it, so it was a thrill. Yeah, I'm sure that was awesome. So now, did you ever think from, I mean, maybe you had an idea because the franchise was so big already as it was, that from that point on, I mean, everybody knows you from that. Everybody, like you can go to a convention at any time and you'll have a line of people for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, no, I never imagined, even when the film came out, I did not know anything about the franchise, really. Right. I didn't know that, especially at that time, 85, 86, I didn't know that the fans cared that much. Really. Yeah. And I didn't find out for many years. Huh. And so I started, well, I would start to get fan mail and then I started getting invited to conventions. But only when I went out and people recognized me and asked me to sign things, like at the supermarket or something. But it wasn't as big as when you go to a convention. Right. You see everybody and, and they bring their kids and their grandchildren now. Yes. Yes. I bring my daughter. I bring my daughter. I did Chicago Horror Con August 1st, and um, I was shocked because now it's three generations. Yeah. How cool is that, though? That's so cool. They're so into it. I know I, I'm still blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just something that just won't go away. And it's like, I know that there's legal issues or whatever the hell is going on, or else there would have been another one. Yeah. You know, but I mean, from 19, we're talking 41 years. I know. 41 years, 12 movies. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And they're all loved by somebody. Absolutely. I mean, Maybe. some people, I mean, like you said, some people might hate on part five. I don't hate on part five. Some people, it's their favorite one. Yeah. It's, it, it makes, there's no rhyme, no reason, but it, some may hate five, but they love one or they, they, they hate part five. They love two, three and everybody else, but part five. Right. <laughs> so I, yeah. I get a lot of that. You're my least favorite final girl. So, oh, have a nice day. Yeah. Keep your comments to yourself. Why can't you just be a nice person? It, it just like, just keep your mouth shut. They can't. Half the fun is dissing me. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I'm not going to diss you when I see you, when I meet you finally. I know that. You will not be dissed, Melanie. I know that. And I'll let them know. Like, I'll make sure no one disses you. Don't make me make my, my whole Brooklyn nonsense come out. I in like Jersey. It. In Jersey, yeah. Right. right. I'll let them all know. No. Yeah. Jersey <laughs> doesn't like that. No. So now, how was, how was filming Crystal Lake Memories? That was kind of cool probably to get a call back for that, no? That was very cool to go in and do that for... Oh, it was just a day of work, but I was surprised that they were doing it because I didn't know about it. And I just was coming in as Alice Cooper was walking out from his interview. So that was interesting. That's cool. That was that was cool. And then I, you know, I got to talk about memories. They asked me a lot of questions and I, I think it, it came out good. I think they did a good job. Yeah. I it's like if I, if, Yeah. Yeah. If I'm like I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to watch or whatever, and I'm about to go to sleep or whatever. And I'll just put it on. And I'll just press play. It'll just six hours long. I must have seen the thing 25 times. Really? Yeah, I'll just put it on in the background. I just know everything by heart at this point. You're a fan. I am a fan. I have a giant mass tattoo on the back of my leg. And wow. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I have scribbling nonsense all over me. But um. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I mean, I mean, the first one that I ever saw in the theater was six. Okay. Um, but I mean, I grew up. I grew up in the whole video store era before Blockbuster and all that, mom and pop stores, and you know the big clamshell movies. And I mean, go and rent movies. And I grew up in that whole '80s slasher era. You know, it's I don't know. It's what I grew up in, and. Some parts of my life I've never grown up, and some some I have. That's good. Yeah, you know, hold it's on to. Stay, it's good to stay childlike, I think. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, what are you up to now? Well, I'm. Doing I won't hold you hostage for too much long. Okay, I I'm working on a show for Netflix. I can't say the title. I can't talk. About, but anyway, we're finally doing it. It got postponed from last year during COVID. We were supposed to start shooting last March when everything hit the fan here in LA. Right. So everything got shut down and then it got pushed back. And so now we started shooting again. We just started and I'm excited about that. There's some great people in it. And as soon as I can talk about it, I will. But um, Netflix has been really good to actors and writers because they're 
they're doing so many things, you know, yeah. a lot of people a chance. And there's a lot of good content. There's a lot of great shows. Some not so great, but I love Netflix and, and Amazon Prime too, actually. They're giving a lot of people a shot, whereas yeah. regular networks don't. Right. So is, it, is, it, is it a movie or like a series? a series? Yeah, it's a series. It's only going to be eight. They're starting with eight episodes, which okay. is And then That's if great. it's well, we'll go from there. And it's um, a comedy. So okay. I was just going to say, is it horror related or not? Oh, it's comedy. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, obviously, I you and just because of that, I did some stand up a year before the COVID. I was doing stand up all over town. Believe me, that was new for me. So that's well because I play a stand up in this series. So uh, I had to do stand up, and I really, really worked at it. I was out every night on stage. I wrote new material. I'm telling you, I did the comedy store in L.A. It was really that's terrifying. iconic. That's an iconic thing. Terrifying. But I did it. I did it. And then everything shut down. Now the comedy clubs are coming back. Yeah. So that's that's one. Uh, do I say profession or that's an art form that because I, I love comedy. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I've watched comedy specials. And that is one thing. It's, it's very hard. It's 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 got to be insanely hard. I have great respect. It's an art form. You yes. have to you have to respect the art form. And I went in it that way. There are people that get up there and it's 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 nothing but f this f that. You have to have material. Sure. You have to re respect that it is an art form. And I tried. I did that. You know. Yeah. That. Yeah. There's, it's like just just it's to hard thing. Just to make. A, a a crowd wow. do something that is involuntary. Right, you're right. You got it. You got it's, it. It's an involuntary response, and you're in charge of making that happen. An audience will snip you out if you're nervous or if you're not committed to what you're saying. And I yeah. earned that. You have to walk up there. That's some of my stuff may have not been funny in the beginning, but. My goal was to not appear nervous, even if I was. Sure. Feedback was, wow, you seem so relaxed. So I achieved what I had tried to do there. There you and go. Then, yeah. got, then the material over the year, because I did it for over a year, it, it got funny, it got good, and I learned how to do it. Um, but I have to say, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I could only imagine. Up there alone, it's you and a microphone. It's, yeah. And you have... Uh, you have a spotlight, you can't see the faces, and it's a sea of people yeah. that came to see. You entertain them, and you better be good. Right. You better people make made plans, up. people are going out for dinner, people are... Yeah, they made are, money, yeah, they, made money they got ready, and we're going to go out, and we're going to laugh. There's a cover charge, yeah. two drink minimum, yeah. you better be fine. Damn right you better be. I would never be able to do it. No way. Never. Never know. You never know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What you can do with, you can you surprise yourself with what you have to do. True, very yeah. true. Oh man. Well, do you have um social media stuff, anything like that that you want yes, people to follow you? I have a lot of people following me. I'm I'm on everything. You can find me on Facebook, and I'm uh, Final Girl Five on um, Twitter, and I'm Screen Siren Five on um instagram screen siren five okay yes. oh, wow. I gotta come, up come on there's so many people out there True. i had to have a catchy catchy of course you have you have to be different screen siren isn't that Good. funny screen screen siren five always the five so they know you know it's yeah i'm, I'm the fifth girl i'm not the first i'm the fifth right it's fine at least you at least you're one of them yeah, there you go. It's a good sorority, isn't it? It's a damn good sorority. I'm, very, I'm in a very prestigious sorority. You are. You like it. That's right. Yeah. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Awesome. So now, listen. Thank you so much. I'm not going to hold you hostage for much longer. But I just want to thank you again. This was awesome. I hope thank I didn't you. bore you. No, you didn't. You were very interesting. I do a lot of these, and I must say you were one of the most interesting. Well, thank you. Well, 
you never met a person born and raised in Brooklyn, so that helped myself out. So I'm partial to that. Right. You all asked me interesting stuff. Okay. Not usual. And you, you allowed me to go in a little bit into uh, best of the best. Well, like the floor is all yours. If you want to, if you want to piggyback on any best of the best, I'm all ears. I have nowhere else to be, Melanie. Yeah, I know. I no, I, I have to be careful what I say. I understand. I completely. That's why. That's why I didn't pry. All parties involved are still alive. Right. Yeah. When when people start tapping out, then maybe I'll have you back on. You can start. And I'll give you the real low down on that. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. Because I plan on not living all of them. Right. There you go. That's a good goal. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Young. You're young. Me? Yeah. I'm 45. Yes. Hey, from where I'm sitting, when I was 45, I thought it was old. I don't think it's so old now at this age. I don't think I'm old. I'm not, I'm not young. I'm not, listen, I'm not 24 anymore. That would have been nice. Yeah. 24 was a good age. Yep. You know, 45, I'll be 46 next Sunday, this Sunday coming up. Happy birthday. Hey, you know, this is, this, this, but when people are watching and listening to this, this is, it's already my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll send you belated birthdays. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. It's just another yeah. day for me at this point. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Awesome. Melody, thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me. It was great being had. Awesome. And for anybody who cares or, or wants to, all I ask is just follow me on Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. There's a link in the bio there. If you click on it, you can find where the podcast is. It's 2021. I just really shouldn't have to explain this stuff at this point anymore. But at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace on Instagram. That's it. That's it. That's it. Melanie, thank you so much, sweetheart. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Stay safe in New York and Brooklyn, and I will come and see you. And I will come and see you as well. Okay, I'll let you know where I'm going to be in the future. I I already have tabs on you. Ah. I'm watching. I'm watching. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers is filmed before a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Troubles are all the same You want to be where everybody knows your name You want to go where people know People are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your
percent. I'll tear this sucker up, and you can go back to playing high school proms for all I care. We're late, Donnie. That's why. It wouldn't be a bad if it wasn't for me. No. When did you hear that? I ain't doing you any favors. What's important to you? Thunder Alley, where music can make your dreams come true.